Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hari. And we continue with the ever-exploding season 12, where we are bringing you an episode a day, every day in October for 31 days, to the lead-up to Halloween. And for today's episode, we're going to bring you the Japanese remake, the 2002 horror thriller, The Ring. Remade from the original back in 1998, which was based on a book by Koji Suzuki. This movie, however, is directed by Gore Vavinsky and starring Naomi Watts, Martin Kenderson, Brian Cox, and Daddy Chase. Nothing can break, nothing can break me down. A videotape that if you watch it, you die in seven days, confirmed by an unspecified phone call that strangely informs you the second the video is over. A concept that is both pleasantly horrifying and intriguingly engrossing to lend your time to see how this particular horror unfolds. Gore Vavinsky, who would go on to direct the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, brings us a remake of a Japanese horror, which this entire notion of stealing horrors from Japan seemed to have kick-started a distasteful trend as other Hollywood studios followed in suit with Apartment 1303, Don't Look Up, Pulse, One Miss Call, Dark Waters, and of course, Sarah Michelle Gellar's The Grudge. The Ring is a movie has ages gone on that you need to take with a pinch of salt. The horror curve of an investigation of something abnormal has been done before, but with this crafty, almost like-for-like timeline of Fincher's 7, where the clock is literally against him in the movie, forces an extra determination and grit in solving this case, no matter how sceptic one might find this entire story, especially one that involves a cursed videotape. Scaring people is easy, anyone can do it, fear is built in within, but when you incorporate that fear with something so mundane like inanimate objects that passes our daily lives without a flicker or hint of fear, and then suddenly engineer it from something insignificant into something disconcerting, it's an extremely effective narrative if you can build a comprehensible plot around it. And again, the ring is just one example of this entire notion of trivial objects being the source of evil. No harm ever came from reading a book, Rachel Weisz says cautiously in the 1999 film The Mummy. In Countdown, it's an app to submerge the minds of the millennials. In the 1983 John Carpenter, it's Christine, it's a car. Yes, we've had it all. Dolls, board games, webcams, the internet, mirrors, televisions, and videotapes. The more trivial the item, the more it seems to provoke people to call bullshit on it, thus creating an interesting dynamic for the rest of the movie, twisting their minds into extreme animosity towards something innocuous in nature. Horror films have a purpose, and the slightly unwritten rule is to obviously try and scare the audience, that goes without saying, but the other conventional reasoning behind this genre is trying to articulate to the audience in some kind of fashion a story where we tell ourselves to make some sort of sense of the one certainty on this planet, which is death. The movie is essentially a dread-filled detective story bookend by a couple of scenes of terror that over-elaborate this explanation with countless montages that become almost more annoying than revealing. Now, being a remake to a very scary original that holds strong without the pretentiousness obligatory Hollywood move of remaking it so the Western world can access so-called originality, the critics for this movie was actually not met with open arms, instead a shrug of disdain. My unpopular opinion is that I do think that despite some major irritating filmmaking choices, I still hold the American version higher than Ringu, which is a Japanese version. Ringu is absolutely shocking. I take nothing away from it. It's a scary watch, but it seems to take the path of a nightmarish scene floating next to each other side by side instead of a anchored flow of a plot that remains grounded. 
Ringu is a classic horror in the general terms where it literally makes you jump out of your seat with the ring. The realistic uh, aspect of the American version, though, the realistic and slightly grounded horror keeps you attached without cheaply throwing you off a adrenaline shot of hype and fright. As shocking as Ringu is, the real scare with The Ring is uh, where even after the movie is finished, something makes your skin crawl when you watch a DVD or something resonating a videotape into today's world. Unlike most horror films, though, The Ring actually tries to flesh out a good story and takes its time to build up the narrative surrounding the evil towards the videotape. The acting is formidable, led by the, at the time, rising star Naomi Watts, who got critical acclaim from Mulholland Drive, and of course, veteran A-lister actor uh, Brian Fox. The Ring does has its flaws, but those flaws are redundant to the audience's ability to follow the narrative in a respectable manner. In terms of an actual movie as a medium, The Ring is gothically stunning to witness. The cinematography captures the dingy weather of the Pacific Northwest quite well and gives you the views of a deliberate uneasy feeling with this choice of colour and framing. Nothing in this movie is quite over the top, which is saying a lot for a horror movie. The movie trusts the plot to drive the horror into a deep place into the audience's subconscious. The horror sort of takes a back seat in this movie until Vavinsky allows to expose itself in true color. And when it does, because of the well-explained meaning behind the tape, the very image of a girl coming out of the television set will haunt you for a good chunk of time. The choice of showing what to show and not to show are both equally important in the horror genre. And like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, the aim is scaring the audience. And that has a lot to do with timing. The Ring sort of disguises itself as a thriller, a drama that closely resembles Zodiac or Nightcrawler in terms of pace, tone and colour. But the director has an ace in the pack and that is the final reveal of the videotape and the shockingly spine-chilling conclusion that dangerously deploys the reason why this film is in fact a horror and does so without remorse, without respite or care to our state of minds. Anyways, that's all I have time for with The Ring. Check out the original Japanese version Ringu and make the comparison yourself. Two very different styles adopting the same story. But please subscribe to my podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google, Amazon, and Spotify. And you can also drop me a follow on Instagram. That's Film Exploration AH, or lowercase or one word. But for now, thank you for tuning in to Season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. Hurry.